while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. And welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy. As always, Marcus Farrow is here as well. Um, we'll look to be joined by by our guest, um, Jared Tillinghast. Um, Jared's going to explain to us uh, his, his latest endeavor. Uh, Jared has, has been with us before. Um, he's a professional boxer, uh, retired now from boxing, and, and a very well-known man in the Rhode Island uh, and Massachusetts uh, sporting community. Um so we're now joined by Jared Tillinghast. Jared, uh, good evening. How are you, my friend? Chris, how are you, my friend? Nice, nice, uh, nice hearing from you. Long time no talk. Long time no talk. We're all sorry about the loss of your father. Uh, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. So, Appreciate it. Jared, I know there was a big story in the Providence Journal yesterday, Sunday paper, the big one of the week. Channel yeah. 6 had a story about it. Why don't you tell the folks at home what's going on? What are you, what are you doing now? Well, first for Tilling has to be on the front page of the Providence Journal for something positive. I was surprised <laughs> nobody was dead, to tell you, <laughs> tell you the truth, Jared. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm about to change the legacy to the name in Rhode Island. That's always been my, my goal. But, uh, yeah, no, what was the question again? I'm sorry. What are, you in, what are you involved in? What are you doing? Tell the folks. Oh, Bro For It All. I, I started Bro For It All maybe four or five years ago. And I started running um, events in New England. Brawl for it all is we settle street grudges in the boxing ring with a sanction. You get trainers. You know, you really go live the experience like you're a fighter, but you're just, excuse me, you're just a regular Joe. Maybe you got a job, but maybe your dog's name, your, your neighbor's dog is pooping on your lawn. And, you know, who knows? Somebody up with somebody's wife and everybody has a grudge right but but in this day and ever in this day and age you know everybody's shooting each other so they don't they don't do it old school like we used to do it right at least when i was growing up i don't i didn't have to worry about a gun no well you could put people to sleep with one shot but but anyway well, <laughs> well yeah well i mean it's still though you know it's it's just a different time you know you can't mm-hmm. do that stuff anymore you can't can't get in a fight because a lot of people are losing their lives. So right. we came up with the concept to, uh, you know, settle your score, settle your grudge in the boxing ring with the, with an agreement that you shake shake hands and make up after the fight. So, Jared, um, brawl for it all. You've been doing that for a couple of years. I remember a few years ago you came here on the program to 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 uh, to, to you know to promote it. Um, but you you guys are getting even bigger. Talk talk to us about that. Yeah, um, you know, God is working. Um, I, I gotta say, he's, uh, life has been a little difficult as of late, but, you know, I persevere through things and it's part of life. There's gonna be storms and they're gonna be sunny days. So I just kind of been going through it and you, you, you wanna talk about timing. I've been in contact with Damon Feldman, who owns Celebrity Boxing. He's the CEO of Celebrity Boxing. He has Snoop Dogg. You know, Roy Jones, the list of celebrities goes on and on. And I had made friends with Damon about four or five years ago. And I've always stayed in touch with him and constantly told
talking to him and, and I was cheering him on, you know, and then he kept his foot on the gas during the pandemic and he landed like, uh, I think it was Dennis Rodman or something. And the rest was a snowball effect. After that, he just started getting all the big name celebrities. So I, you know, I've been friendly with him and we've been on the phone a few times talking and I would told him about the concept I had with Bro for it all. And he really loved it. Um, he really loved the concept. So he was interested in it, but, you know, he waited four or five years and, and, you know, nothing really happened. But we still talked all along. The other night, Tuesday night, I pick up my kids and I pull up to the boxing gym in North Providence, Rhode Island. And I pulled in front of the gym. I parked the car and I look up and Lamar Odom walks in front of my car. Wow. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Yeah, Lamar Odom walks like right in front of my car, so I'm like, wait, that's Lamar Odom. So I jump out of the car. Now I remember Lamar Odom had a, something to do with celebrity boxing because I was watching my man. David right. told me that he had bought a, like five percent of the company. So I right away my eyes lit up and I'm like, oh hey Lamar. So I jump out of the car and I'm like, hey Lamar, what's going on? He's like, hey buddy, what's up? And I was like, oh, can you come over here? I got to show you something. I'm, I'm trying to get him in my gym to take pictures with my kids. Right. So he's like, I got to go. I got to go. I'm like, no, no. I got to show you. And I kind of walked over to him, put my hand on his back, and we started walking in the gym. And he came with me. And next thing you know, the whole gym's going crazy. He took some pictures with my kids and me. And I said to Lamar, this is what I have. What do you think of this concept? And he was like, oh, I like that. Do you have a card? So I gave him my card, and he, he FaceTimed me when he got in the car. And he said, my manager's going to be calling you right now or texting you. So two seconds later, his manager texted me. And his manager on the text, it, it was like, um, Lamar's interested in your concept, blah, blah, blah. You want to get on the phone in a little while? So I snapped that, that picture. I snapshotted that message, and I sent it to Feldman, um, you know, the celebrity guy. And... Um, Damon called me right up. He's like, what is that? Where, where'd you see Lamar? I'm like, I don't know. He's, he's at my gym. I don't, like, <laughs> I pulled up and he walked in front of my car. It was just, and it was the night of my dad's one year anniversary of passing. Right. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. That is. So, so I ended up, Damon, uh, ended up talking to me for a little while. And then he, you know, he, I told him that Lamar loved the concept and he, he put me on hold. He called his manager and his manager was in, uh, Rhode Island Friday, the, the Friday after that, and we had a deal, and he came here tonight to Providence to sign the deal and announce our first venue together. So just for people who don't know, Lamar Odom uh, was an NBA uh, basketball player. He actually uh, played at URI, played for the Clippers, played for the Lakers, a few other teams, and your basically chance encounter with Lamar Odom uh, is what sort of kick-started this whole thing. Exactly. Like We've been talking about it for a long time. But when Lamar Odom walked in front of the car and I started talking to him and sending the snapshots to Damon, it, it was like instantly happened. And uh, he just called me. He's like, you know what? It's time right now. And he just said it was time. And he called his manager and it was like, it was crazy. It's just God showing up, you know. It was, it was, a, good, it was a good thing. And I still can't believe it. And he's sitting with, he's sitting with me right now. So what? So uh, we're, we're speaking with Jared Tellinghouse, who's a promoter out of Rhode Island. Uh, what's the name of your gym the, again, uh, Jared? Uh, I, I own Legendary Boxing. Where's that? Um, that's in North Providence, Rhode Island. 
So where are we going from here? What what's going? What's the next big thing you guys are going to do? Well, we're going to start settling grudges. We got a June 10th venue in West Warwick, Rhode Island. Um, we uh, we're going to do a pay per view. We're going to bring TV to the table. We're going to get some celebrities there. TV uh, celebrity um, main event. We we got a little time tonight. We just announced our merge, and then we're going to be working on the fight from now until. And you know, a grudge. We, we they submit their videos telling us, you know, what their grudge is, who they are, and they call out the person they want to fight. Where, where, where do they submit the videos to if they'd like to get involved, Jared? Uh, Broforitall.com. It's Bro4Number4ItAll.com. So if someone here in the New Bedford area has a beef with a neighbor or someone yeah. else on a fishing boat, whatever it is. They... Yeah, you can contact um, me on my Facebook, Jared Tillinghast, J-A-R-R-O-D, T-I-L-L-I-N-G-H-A-S-T. You can contact me on my Facebook. You can contact Damon Feldman, Celebrity Boxing. You can go to the website, Bro for It All, and submit a video there actually doing your call out. And we're kind of looking for, like, colorful, exciting, and, and somebody, you know, that's of uh, some significance. You know, we, the unique thing is we get to handpick the... Uh, the grudges, and they get the platform with a pay-per-view. You know, you get that, that platform that we put you on. It's uh, prime time, and you may have some celebrities in the building. Snoop Dogg, Ray Jones. So, we're, I'm excited about this. Oh, I, 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 think it, I think it's fantastic, Jared. Yeah, it's really cool. uh, I, think, I think it's good, uh, good for uh, the area. I think it's uh, great for you, and I, I think it's, it's, it's just real quality TV. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the, it's it's this. I look at it like this. It's People's Court meets American Idol meets uh, WWE in a boxing ring. Because all around the fight, we I could create like uh, characters. And, and it literally, like when I was doing it in New England, there was, uh, you know, some of the fighters were calling themselves the ghost, the lip. And everybody knew them as the ghost and the lip and not their real names. So they drew their own fan base. And that's kind of like what I want to do with this. Like we're thinking about like a like um, reality slash documentary where you do a one fight. If we do a ten fight card, right? We got ten fights on one card. Each fight would be season one, episode one, and we'll follow them around with the cameras like twenty four seven. We do. We find out who they are, what their grudges, and and um, you know, and what they do for a living, and along the way. We had Mickey Ward was at the press press conference today. Bubo Andre, Gary Boletto, Vinny Pezzanza. We had some uh, Matt Godfrey. We had some like you know some good people there. Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put everybody in New England in this series to some extent. You know maybe somebody's training in Brockton and I'll have uh, you know Vinny Pez in the gym out there. But I I plan on bringing all the influential people in New England together in this series and making the cameos along the way. I got a Vince McMahon Jr. mind. You do. <laughs> you do, John. So again, yeah. if, if someone wants to submit a video or reach out to you because they're interested in settling a grudge, how do they yeah. do it? Um, like I said, my, my Facebook is Jared Tillinghast. My You could send me a message and then we can direct you if you have problems um, with the Brawl for It All page. Um, but you could reach out to me. Uh, I got my Instagram, Jared Tillinghast on Instagram, Jared Tillinghast Facebook. 
and you can also send it to Celebrity Boxing, Damon Feldman. And your gym again is? Leg- Legendary Boxing. In North Providence. Yes. Hey, Jared, great project. Really proud of you. I know your father would be proud of you as well. Congratulations. Mm. Thank you yeah, so thank much you. For, for making some time for us tonight, Jared. Uh, thank Appreciate you, guys. Thank you. I got Damon over there. You want to say hello? Sure, of course. Yeah, hold on one sec. Hello. Hey, Damon. Th- thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, yes, sir. What, what do you see in Jared? What, what do you think? Th- where do you think this is going to go? I think it's going to go to the top. Uh, Jared's... Um, you know, his determination. We've been friends for a few years and timing's everything. And now, now's the time, man. It's just, um, you know, boxing needs it. The sports entertainment world needs it. And, um, it's going to be a big deal. So, um, what, uh, so, uh, when are you, when is the launch on this again? Just for people who may not have heard yet. June, June 10th at the Warwick Civic Center. It's going to be really big. We're looking forward. We're looking forward TV pay per view too. We're looking forward to it. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. No, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thanks, good so we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You got it. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Um, uh, I remember meeting Jared when you had the Chris McCarthy show, and he came in to talk right. to you for a while. He had like a really, he had a really cool personal story too that yes. I thought was great. You know, aside from. His father's exploits. It was the his personal story, his own personal growth. I thought was really interesting. Yeah, he, he was a hell of he's a hell of a fighter. He's retired mm-hmm. from fighting now, um, but but he was a. He, I mean, you could see you could look up on YouTube, see his fights from when he's on ESPN. Absolutely, uh, he, he's a real tough guy. Um, nice and, guy and I'm too. glad things are broken well for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. WBSM. And welcome back to the show. So, um, I think that'll be very interesting what Jared's doing. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff, right? It's a cool concept. The um, it's a really cool concept, actually. Yeah, the um, fact that people can settle their brawls mm-hmm. and um, in a more constructive way, right? And now it's going to have a, have a reality TV show component to it. Yeah. So I, I think that that'll you can be do a nice deep dive into into you know the you know the roots of the problem, right? Yeah, right. I think that'll be. I think that's going to be really interesting thing to watch no i i do too i think it's got that um and apparently some people with some pretty good success in show business right you know damon feldman uh, uh damon feldman and uh um damon feldman and uh lamar odom again nba star right sixth man of the year actually and uh two-time nba champion he, he thinks it's good, good plus idea he's too. Part, he was part of the plus he's part of the kardashian extended family uh he was he was he was yes well he's, they have children don't they you probably so he's not gone forever. <laughs> Once you have kids with someone that you're part of their life, forever. Yeah, yeah. So yes. he's a forever Kardashian. Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I knew I knew his name from somewhere. <laughs> Is that, so you know, actually, <laughs> you're joking. Yeah. So someone, I remember when he was in the he was in the the news one time, and someone said uh, Kardashian. The, the headlines were Car- uh, Kardashian star or Car- Kardashian's like character or something. Lamar Odom and I remember Scott Van Pelt had like a long rant about that because right. he was like, no, 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 you don't get it. He earned his fame. Yes. You know, he worked. He became an NBA star. He's a two-time NBA champion. He was sixth man of the year. He's an All-American in college. He is. He earned his fame. You know, he wasn't just born into it. Not the daughter of OJ's lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The daughter of OJ's kind of lawyer, really, because. Right. 
He was a real estate lawyer. Who then was just buddies with him, right? He was just buddies. He was a real estate lawyer. He was buddies with him. And um, he gave him the briefcase. Sha- right? Yeah. And Shapiro asked him to Shapiro asked him to, to just reactivate his license and come on and, and, and work, work on the case with him because he was friends with him. Right. And uh, afterwards, he, he said he publicly he said he had doubts. They don't talk. They don't talk anymore. They didn't talk anymore. They're both dead. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, most of those lawyers are dead now, aren't they? I believe so. Yeah. Um, but uh, Shapiro, uh, I mean, uh, Kardashian's dead. But um, yeah, he said, oh, I have doubts. Right, so he doesn't. He didn't talk to him uh, up until his death. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening, Marcus. What's up, Chris? How you doing? Doing well, thank you. It's your buddy John uh, from Fairhaven, Marcus. Hey, John, how you doing? Good. So, uh, who do I send the bill to for a blown out tire from a manhole cover that's been sinking on my street for the last two months? Um, I first time hearing of the of the manhole cover. <laughs> Did you report it? I reported it about a week and a half ago, and nobody's taking care of it yet. Oh. I called the uh, highway department. You called the highway department? They haven't taken care of it? They haven't taken care of it yet. Um, you know, I'll call tomorrow and remind them. You should. I, you know, I had that same situation in, uh, and I'm, you know, and I'm on the BPW. The same situation in front of my house, actually, where uh, there was there was some sinking in, and it, it takes. I think it takes some time to to, to get that going. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't blown a tire out yet, but I have a feeling my wife's going to end up blowing her tire out because the way she drives. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll, um, I'll, I'm just getting ready to I'm just getting ready to, to you know to find out who to call to send the bill to. That's all. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll well I'll, I'll work on that tomorrow. But we talked earlier about the um, favorite fire staffing issue. I have a story on wbsm.com. I credited oh, you. you. Do great. Yep. All right, I'm going to go read it. I, I I was I was just I just happened to turn you on, so I haven't been listening really. Well, but uh, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, go check uh, check it out. Um, uh, I you know because I I know the union president, so I talked to him, and uh, the story's up there. And and actually, he's going to be on this week. I'm gonna I got to figure out a day to get him on day and time, but he's going to be cool. on this week to talk about it. Cool. Awesome. So, so thank All right, you. I'll be listening. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good night. Thanks to call. Thank you. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. Also, take your messages on the WBSM on the WBSM uh, app chat. So, um, Chris. So, Marcus, th- those app chats are pretty busy. They are. They are, right? Yeah. Uh, um, Sometimes people are honestly awful. And it's like, frankly... Like, you know, because usually it's pretty nice, constructive, like, conversation. I like it. But sometimes it's, like, really cowardly people who want to say mean stuff about you and me and Tim and Barry, but, like, don't have the gall to call in. Not usually about me, though, right? Not usually about you. No, all right. No, no, no. Mostly about me, Tim, and Barry and Phil. Right. Right. Uh, But... (laughs) But they don't have the they don't have the fortitude to come to, to call in, so they just want to they just want to like you know just sort of harp about it in the, in the app chats. But for the most, other than that, it's pretty good conversation. Yeah, I, I think it's a good addition to WBSM. I um, as I think Tim points out, there are people you know not particularly now, but during the day when Tim's on or Barry and Phil are on. They have a work obligations. They can't yeah. sit on hold. Uh, they, you know, they, they they don't want to be heard on the radio because they're at work or whatever. Yeah, some people just want to. That's how they prefer to interact. Like right. We get we get app chat messages too. It's just how they prefer to interact, and that's 
and that's fine. Um, someone's actually asking to that effect, can you give us an update on the search for the missing woman down the neck? Uh, I don't have anything on that uh, I don't yet. Either. If we had something, it'd be on WBSM.com. We'd get an app chat notification on that. Um, and I don't have anything. Uh, JJ from Fairhaven, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, messaging. But I, I don't have anything yet. If we do, um, we'll let you know. But typically, something like that, that big breaking news, they'd bring an app chat message. Uh, there'd be a, I mean, there'd be an app alert already out. You'd, right. you'd know. Yeah, so. But there, stay tuned because we'll have the news if there is any. Yeah, and if you want to see a picture of the woman, just so you know, uh, you know who she is, um, where she might be, you can go to wbsm.com because I know that's where the uh, that's where the story is. Uh, massive search underway for Fairhaven woman. Her name is uh, Annalupa Huggins. Uh, she left Raymond Street on uh, at home with her family dog on Monday morning, but she didn't come back. And uh, the dog was found by Fairhaven control, animal control around nine thirty. So she's the the dog. That's not good. It's not good. Um, so uh, you know we're hoping for better news. If we do get it, we'll let you know. Um, I remember when we were uh, missing um, uh, a seven year old man who was living with autism, Kenny, uh, in Fairhaven. They were able to find him pretty quickly. Okay, uh, it was like a day or so later. He had actually found an unlocked car over by Rogers School All and right. was like hiding out basically in it. Like interesting. You're trying to find it was cold. You're trying oh, to find right. warmth. Trying to, well, that that's good. Yeah, so there, was, his own life. there was a whole there was a whole search party and everything for him, and so they were able to recover him. It was it was a big it was a whole big thing. That's yeah. fantastic news. It was fantastic. Yeah. So well, we know the Fairhaven police, the all, all the all the first responders are, are on the ball here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great community. Um. And if she's down the neck, it's a pretty narrow piece of land. Unfortunately, it is close to water. It is uh, surrounded by water. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah. There's there's uh, there's a lot. You know, there are a lot of people out there that search parties underway, and, and hopefully, they're able to find. Um, they're hopefully they're able to find uh, Annalupa Huggins again. If you want a picture of her, is there an age on that, Marcus? Do we have an age? Forty three. So she's pretty young. Okay. Yeah. 43 so we'll uh we'll, we'll keep that we'll we'll keep an update on that and other things but we'll also take your calls at 508-996-0500 that's how you can get on the program this evening we'll also take your messages on the wbsm app but we actually heard he's got no children with the uh, chloe kardashian uh, lamar oh god bless yeah. him yeah so i've learned that from a god bless yeah. him yeah he got out probably didn't get out free but he got out you know, a situation like that, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Khloe Kardashian's got a, a bit more money than than he does. So yeah, they, they, you're probably right about that. Yeah, right? I mean, he made a lot. He was an NBA, you know, he's, he was a he was a high he was a he was an above average NBA player. He probably should have been an All Star once or twice. Never made it. Uh, never made it quite to that level, or never got selected. Sometimes it's a matter of luck, uh, you know. Just of course, it is right yeah. year because he's he's put up all star numbers before, but still a pretty well paid guy. But I, I doubt, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Kardashians is a billion dollar brand. Professional athletes, um, unfortunately, they have some big earning years, but a lot of them don't have residual income. Well. Well, the thing professional is, athletes. yeah, the thing is, is, is the what's interesting about professional athletes is that their salaries are capped, right? Right. right. <laughs> and 
um, you only can make money basically depending on the sport, basically. But from the time if you're if you're good and you're a productive player, from the time you're in your early twenties to the time you're in your early thirties, right, right, right. You know, you've got some anomaly. Some people can play a, a you know, you look at Tom Brady or whatever, and some quarterbacks can last longer now because the, the game's a little softer. Yes, but uh, or in the NBA, there's there's some players like LeBron James that just have are just freakishly athletic and have the longevity, right. But generally speaking, unless you get a shoe deal. Um, commercials, maybe, a, uh, you know, things like that. But um, you don't get that residual income. Right. You know, that you um, that you see, like, a, the Kardashians are a, they're a money machine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they got all kinds of brands and stuff. All kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, um, their fame is not conditioned upon their athletic ability. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. So... Yeah. Or any ability, for that matter, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it all start from a sex tape? It did. And that kind of all started, again, just from a guy being OJ's friend and lawyer. Right. right? That's how this whole thing started. Um, so that's 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 sort of where we're at. Um, so Born in the depths of depravity, the whole damn thing. Right. <laughs> a yeah. murderer's friend. Yeah. A sex tape. Yeah. Yeah, it's really anyway. something. All right, I think we'll probably take a break now, yeah. and we'll be right back. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Make it in. The voices in the night that cover the news of the day. I heard the voices, too. Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. More of South Coast Tonight happens now on WBSM. So, so Chris... So, Marcus. What we should close with is um, uh, now Ward 3 City Council, Sean Oliver. Yes. He issued a statement on the on the memes that he had uh, sent out, um, which uh, he admitted were hurtful and offensive to, you know, the LGBTQ uh, community in New Bedford. And sure. he apologized for it. I actually thought the statement was pretty good, um, to be honest with you. Uh, and I'm one of the one of the I'm one of the people who was pretty critical of his was pretty critical of his um his meme sharing you yeah. know to his face right so um i think it was a good statement i think it was a complete statement and i think moving forward uh probably a satisfying one um in but it's not really my apology to accept having said all that no so. i i agree with you there marcus that it, it is it nor is it mine i would say that Generally speaking, um, City Council Oliver is now going to have to grab some signature issues, grab something that's important to Ward 3, and start working on it. Yeah. All right? Because um, everybody sees what most of the, the these complaints were. Quite frankly, if Carmen Amaral's campaign had brought them out a little earlier, they might have had some influence on the election. Um the voters have spoken. Um, the people of Ward 3 would like representation, mm-hmm. right? They've been without representation for quite a while now. There are some important votes coming up in the city council that before we asked Marcus, we, you and I asked about him during the debate that we had with, with both Carmen Amaral and, and Mr. Oliver. And now those things are going to come up. Yeah. And it, it's not gonna, it's not a question. It's going to be Mr. Oliver voting on them. Yeah. We've got... Carol Pimentel. Mm-hmm. We've got. We're going to start budget hearing soon. Yeah, 
We've got other appointments to various boards that are going to have to come up. Yeah. Um, there are going to be other procedural votes. I think that you know that there's going to be some other serious votes coming up. Yes, there's going to the be some Council. very serious votes, and we're going to talk more. A lo- we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. We've got a pretty big announcement coming tomorrow on that. Right. So, um, so yeah. So there's work to be done. That doesn't diminish. You know, like I said, I think the need for Oliver to apologize, and I think he clearly and unequivocally did here. Okay, and, um, and people can read it at wbsm.com. Yeah, right? you can yeah. read it again. I again, I'm not the person to whom is needed an apology, so I can't accept that apology on his, on anybody's behalf. So it's you know it's up to the people who were offended by the LGBTQ plus memes. I personally think the minimum wage meme was the most offensive. But having said all that. Um, I've been critical of Oliver. I think he's apologized pretty completely on this. Um, you know, we'll see how, how what the response is. But, you know, I, I'm going to – he strikes me just from meeting him as a as a good guy right. who made some indiscretions. And yes. I think there was a lot of talk. I mean, and I think those – and I think criticizing those indiscretions were necessary. And I think there was a lot of talk from people who – crawled up his predecessor's ass about an indisc- about a potential indiscretion that we're now saying lay off lay off lay off Sean right and i think that includes uh i think that includes some of the candidates in the race and all of that oh, that, yeah. that crawled up and i think that includes mr oliver you know, who they crawled they, up his predecessor's ass and made some comments about indiscretions that he may have made but then you know now we're saying whoa, whoa hold on lay off Sean for these transphobic memes so marcus you and i <laughs> And during the entire time of the special election, we were telling people both on the air and off the air, you know, Hugh, Bell, Hugh Dunn's on the ballot. Yeah. So you can keep kicking the hell out of him, but it's not getting you anywhere, right? Right. And um, quite frankly, we'll, now Mr. Oliver is going to have to be as good as Hugh Dunn really was yeah. on the city council. Exactly. Despite the fact that he got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He got in a exactly. car accident. Yeah. But he brought forth some signature legislation. Mm-hmm. The tax... Um, issue with the theft of um people's um equity in their homes yeah the the shot the uh the the uh the officer cassidy bill um numerous labor uh issues in the city council well, the, the the uh, yeah the home equity theft the uh officer cassidy bill um the the, the health care debate on whether or not to invoke sections 21 to 23 there's a reason he got all the union support right um those public safety motions he had about a uh, a, a couple of years ago which had a big impact on the conversations there's a lot that he did and so again i just wanted to like and i i think there was a lesson for for mr oliver and maybe other people to learn how heavily scrutinized you are once you enter public life. <laughs> very, very correct. <laughs> you know, right? once you, you and I know this, yes, and yes. I think everybody here knows this, and I think now Mr. Oliver knows this, that when those lights shine a little bit brighter, um, that it can, you know. It, it shows your pimples. Yeah, right? exactly. And so, and so if you make an indiscretion like Mr. Oliver had made, it's, it's, gonna, it's going to come out. It's going to be a discussion, and it's an important one, because I think when I had Ross Grace on, he said something really important. He said, he said, um, uh, you know, these, I think the kids had a right to be uh, concerned because city officials need to take care of what they say because of our ability to shape policy. We make policy. Right. So we could make policy that could uh, affect people in an adverse way. Yes. And so people are, you know, everything you say carries the weight of the power that you have, and you've got to be careful about what you do. Again, this was, he shared those before he knew he was going to run for office. It really doesn't matter that it was 
two years ago because he's still you know a fully grown person but i think he apologized completely for it i think it's a i i i think and again not my apology to accept i think that um if that apology is accepted by the community it's a good start it's a good place to move on you know move well, on and start start the work here's my thought process on it marcus is that um because those memes did not impact me and i'm not i don't happen to be part of some of those um, marginalized communities, right? Mm-hmm. I listen to those folks because yeah. I, if I, when I don't quite understand, I'm going to listen. I'm going to explain this. I think it's pretty obvious, but when I don't understand something, I listen to the people that do. All right. So when I see something that doesn't impact me, and I'm, but it does impact somebody else to the point where they're out protesting, I listen to them because. Mm-hmm. Particularly because I go, I don't see it that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's because I'm not part of that community. Right? Exactly. So my, I'm not as in tune. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. It. So what I see, what I think Mr. Oliver probably said, saw, didn't give it a second thought, just put it on his Facebook. When I realized, gee, that stuff really bothered those people, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Um, you need to listen to them. Yeah. Right? Now... I I don't think that he did it to be hurtful. No. But it clearly did hurt people when they saw it. Absolutely. You know? Um I but so his intent was just screwing around. But that's what made it so hurtful. Exactly. To to these other people. Which is something I think I've kinda of learned through this conversation. Five oh eight nine nine six oh five hundred. Good evening. Um, apparently it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings when people, when, when kids start chanting, uh, F white men, you know? So Carlos, I think you did a hell of a good job by recording that, that yeah. down because that, that was part of the conversation. Now, well, I didn't hear about, about it I, I until think you brought I think it up and I saw the video. I think that's feigned outrage. To be honest yeah, with you, New Bedford, New Bedford Light hasn't spoken about it. They've made men, men New Bedford men Live has it though. New Bedford Light, yeah. No, New Bedford Live has it. Oh, of course, because we always cover what others refuse or just don't, you know. It's just the way the way it works, I guess. It's just, you know, it's disappointing because, you know, you have, uh, you know, the chair of the woman Democratic Caucus from Rhode Island, uh, you know, using children for political gain to try and get someone that aligns more with her beliefs in politics. And they made this fake outrage about some, uh, you know, some memes. Again, I, I don't think the outrage was uh, fake. Know, I think it was we well have played. the same kids chanting F white. People. That I think is feigned outrage. That I think is feigned outrage. Well, why? You find that? I well, think that was. I think it was a big deal. Really? When I you think it. it was a big deal? Well, I mean, it, the fact you're on school grounds with a bullhorn screaming. Screw white men. I think I, I think the stopped them and nobody's spoken about it. I mean, I you know I have a, a certain amount of reach, but you guys have a direct reach, and I'm not saying you. And I mean, Barry was talking about, about it. About I heard I, I heard Barry talking about it earlier today. I just but, wonder why they thought it was okay to do it. That's well, right. Barry did talk. Well, about here's it. here's here's my whole thing on it. It's not comparable to the trans the 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 the, the derogatory memes towards transgender because white men are. 
the majority group, the more they they are not a, an oppressed minority or they are not a marginalized group like transgender, uh, like well, LGBTQ individuals. Well, so again, it's not look at those memes as uh, uh, they're you know there are differences in belief. Some people don't believe that men dressed as women should be allowed. And right, we we, under, we we understand that, but 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 there was obviously the. So if, I don't understand the outrage there. I mean, aren't we aren't people entitled to to, to their beliefs and and. Should we be forced to allow grown men that so, we don't know their intentions to go into so here's the thing. bathrooms so, so, women? So here's the thing. I think I mean, where do we draw the line, Marcus? I think here's the thing, Carlos. I think that first of all, I think you're mischaracterizing. I think transgender men and women more uh, generally, but no, um, because there are people that will take. Okay, all right. So here's here's my whole thing. Everybody saying, you know, so and so has a right to say this. So and so has a right to believe that. Guess what? That was never in question, right? His right to say or right to believe or anybody's right to say or ever right to believe anything, that was never in question. But just like they had, he had a right to say and believe that, so did the students who wanted to protest it, right? And so did the people who spoke out against it and who were upset about it. His right to say anything, he had a right to say it. No one's saying you can't say it, but people were concerned because he's an elected official and they said something that they thought was transphobic and discriminatory against them. So they have a right to protest that, absolutely. So everybody has the right to say whatever they want, but to respond to that in a negative way, just because you believe in it, to say, oh, his First Amendment speech is somehow threatened, I think is a mischaracterization of the uh, of the issue that they were trying to phrase. Calculated move by a political force, uh, and, and because they were disappointed that their candidate didn't win, and now they're going to go to any length, and they're not going to take his apology, and they're going to take those words, and they're going to shove it right up his behind when the next election comes. Mock my words. Have a good night. Thanks Th- for the thanks, call, Carlos. So, so I would say this, Marcus, that if if Sean operates like a like a solid city council does constituent service work this this issue well i don't know if it'll ever go away but it will not be what people vote on i agree but if he but if he gets consumed by it i agree it'll be the end of him we gotta take this break we see some calls online we'll get them when we get back if you want to hear everything hello hello you're on the air I hate to end the night on a note that isn't going to be making either of you guys happy, but that's all right. Just, we appreciate you I calling. Just don't under- <laughs> I just don't understand when you guys are calling, you know, like selective outrage that you don't think one group should be upset because they're not in a minority. Yeah, oh, no, but I, I, I didn't say that. Remember- I, I do I think that, that I do think that that, that that screw white men thing was outrageous and and really really hurts their entire cause i i think that's right, probably true but at the same time at the same time to, to, to feel like you're aggrieved love, or, yeah i think hate is hate you know like it's not acceptable but also i don't remember any of these groups calling and and demanding an apology when a few you know while back mr dunn was ricocheting off cars in a parking lot i, I think a lot of people <laughs> demanded apologies i think jack spillane's still asking was, for it isn't he yeah there's, pl- there's plenty of people yeah, but but apologizing well, for what? Barry wanted to resign. Yeah, well, no, he was under a lot of pressure. He was under a lot of pressure, and by the way, right, but I, I mean, I didn't see either of you guys being outraged. No, I wasn't outraged. We made fun of him to his. I face I made fun about of him it. to his face. I yeah, he came to visit me in the hospital, and I, I said, 
I told him a lot of things. But, yeah. But and the reality of it is that it was a criminal case, and I wasn't going to demand he become a witness against a himself. A criminal case he was found not guilty in. Yeah, but I wasn't going to demand he became a witness against right. himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. not guilty. Right. But so far, as far as I know, um, Mr. Oliver hasn't been, you know, 